I love showing homes in December that are decorated nicely and smell good for the holidays. Like if you walk into a home and it's got the a beautiful Christmas tree with some string lights and, you know, ornaments and there's some seasonal decor and it smells like freshly baked cookies and it's nice and warm. They got the fire going. You walk in there, it can feel more like home during that time of the year than any other time. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 156 of KT Confidential. I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. Today, what are we talking about? Today? Good morning. I'm What's good. up? Episode 156. Yep. It's a lot of episodes. Three years. Yeah. Exactly three years. Yeah. 156. Exactly three years. My celebratory trumpet. Remember our 100th episode of KT Quick Tips back in the day in your basement with those big balloons? Yeah, and we had the uh, those actual uh, confetti. How many, epi- how many episodes did we get to with that? I don't know. I, I don't remember. remember. It was over 200, I think. I believe so. So that would have been our, our 100th episode of KT Quick Tips would have been about five years ago. Maybe yeah. a bit more. It's 200 and something episodes of that, 156 of this. And we're yet to miss a week. Something so to today, be proud of. We're talking about why it might be the best time of the year. Why the holiday why the holidays season might be the best time of the year to sell your home. A lot of people shy away from selling in the winter, we'll say. Uh, many of the people that choose to sell in the winter are people who are forced to sell in the winter and pretty consistently they do very well. Well, It's probably the number one question we we get. Yes. When is the best time to sell or should I sell? Or a common thing this time of the year is someone will say, Oh, I think I'm going to put my search on hold until the spring. Spring. This is what we start hearing. November, December. I'm going to wait till the spring. What the hell's in the spring? Everybody else wants to list or buy in the spring. That's the problem. So all of a sudden, spring market heats up. Great for realtors because there's more transactions. But there's more buyers out there competing for the same homes. And there's more sellers out there competing against yours if you're selling. So why is the holiday season a great time to sell is because of that. Lack of inventory. A lot of people don't want to be putting their home on their mark. And the uh, uh, good Monday morning. Um, a lot of people don't want to put their home on the market during the holiday season. They've got a lot on the go. They've got family and friends coming over. They've got dinners. Um, that I can understand. That I can understand. From sure. it's not you know in and around uh, if people celebrate. Christmas or whatever holidays they they celebrate in and around that time is a very busy time in the home. Um, and it's certainly not convenient. So I can understand why they may not like that. But well, as a Jewish person, yeah, celebrating Hanukkah, you know, you mm-hmm. you light the the candles of the uh the menorah uh at sunset. 
right? Right. So can you imagine? I mean, that's when, now I'm not religious. I don't, um, you know, follow all the guidelines. Um, and yes, I do eat bacon for those of you that ask me on a regular basis. I love bacon. Is it's more of a tradition for you? Yeah. I mean, we've kind of shied away from that, um, and put more of a focus on Christmas, but, um, imagine having to be at home at sundown or, you know, a week straight to light your candles. Um, that's when showings happen most often, right? After work. So, and then, you know, for Christmas, I mean, if you put up a a Christmas tree, which by the way, and I'm going to talk about that, about that contributing to the success of the sale, but you know, I know what our house looks like around Christmas time and you've got stuff everywhere. Like there's a lot of stuff. Talk talk about clutter. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you've got, presents and things that you got to wrap and you're hiding presents and you know um you've got lots of baking to do so there's oftentimes the kitchen is in a bit of shambles so i get it i get it i get why you might not want to but think about how how many holidays people get like vacation time during yeah. the the Christmas ho- and New Year's holidays, as an example, right? A lot of people get a week or two off during. Are you talking? Are you thinking more from a buyer's perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like buyers are like our one eight hundred number. Typically, in the last two weeks of December and first week of January, when you, you would think we are slow. Yes, we are slow maybe with our existing database, but our new contacts, new leads coming to us, new inquiries, new client opportunities actually increase dramatically during those three weeks because people now have time to do their due diligence and make those phone calls. A lot of people that want to sell in the spring, which is a great idea, will start interviewing agents during those three weeks as well. Yeah. You know, and and I'll uh, I'll let you uh, chime in in a second, but I love showing homes in December that are decorated nicely and smell good for the holidays. Like if you walk into a home and it's got the a beautiful Christmas tree with some string lights and, you know, ornaments and there's some seasonal decor and it smells like freshly baked cookies and it's nice and warm. They got the fire going. You walk in there, it can feel more like home during that time of the year than any other time. So, and I completely agree with that. From my perspective, I think that's, um, I mean, our goal with every listing, every house we put on the market is to create the most inviting environment in the house as we possibly can from the staging to simply having the lights and music running and lights on music running for showings. That's part of the process. The thing where I think it's more challenging now, so I do agree personally with the whole, you know, holidays, decor and Christmas trees and stuff like that. But I wonder 
because the population, the demographics are changing a lot. So I, well, I don't think that those things would ever have a negative impact on someone's visit. Um, I, I think there's probably a bigger audience now where it has less of an impact. So you get, I think Milton is now in and around a third of the population is South Asian. Um, so I would think a lot of them probably don't sell that demographic that they don't celebrate Christmas. So oh, I don't for know them, about that. I'm just, I would assume it's culturally, I don't think it's something You would that, assume I'm Jewish that I don't celebrate Christmas, right? Like a lot of people are Canadianized and Americanized, right? Yeah, sure. But I'm, statistically, I'm saying there's probably a, a bigger portion of uh, that uh, demographic that's not going to be as uh, sold on or as warm and get the warm and fuzzies as somebody that uh, grew up with that tradition Listen, would. You you go to Eaton Center, you go to some of the nice higher end stores, or even you walk around downtown Oakville as an example. You know, you got the Christmas trees, you got the lights, you got the garland, you got yeah. uh, the music, the eggnog, the cider, you know, it's all part of just that time of year. So let's, let's face it. I mean, in North America, um, everything quite frankly is geared towards Christmas. And I think a lot of people have adapted to enjoying and experiencing it. Like you go to the, in, and we've gone together with our families to the um, Christmas market in, uh, in Toronto, and, um, you know, it's very culturally diverse uh, crowd that attends. So, you know, I think people still get the warm and fuzzies, right? Um, yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, when it's, what are you doing a contract there? You look like an alien in outer space. Um, I'm reading something as we, as we talk. Yeah, it's got the. You see my eyes going that, back and forth. The the blue light, and you're like bug eyed at it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so you know you've got low supply. You've got buyers with time on their hands. You've got homes that are warm and cozy. And by the way, from a photography standpoint. Photos inside and out look amazing when there is snow on the ground, snow outside. It acts as a wonderful diffuser of light and reflector of light that just naturally makes everything look better. Well, I'm no photographer, so I can't comment on that, but I can say it also detracts from being able to see certain elements outside. So there's sure. you got a shitty lawn, you, you got a or crappy a roof. lawn <laughs> or a roof. I know people that well, you know got into hey, the competition. You, they couldn't see the roof was in need of repair. Well, if, if your roof is that bad, you probably want to be buying it with snow because it'll show where the heat is escaping from. <laughs> if there's any, yeah, issues, actually, that's a good right? tip. I don't think a lot of people know, but if you look at a row of houses and you see one house with no snow on the roof it's because they're probably uh lacking insulation in that area of their attic yeah or there's an issue with the the roof itself because it's now allowing um airflow directly outside of the shingle potentially um although i guess that that air would be cold but um 
you know, so you look at December as being an opportunity for a seller. And again, with low supply, you are more likely to get multiple offers on your property during that period of time. It's pretty simple. I don't even know if it's that. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I just think at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I think any time of the year is good time to sell. And I think it's a matter of making the most of every time of year and every type of market and making the right decisions in terms of pricing and pricing strategies and decorating and staging options to, to leverage the conditions you're selling in. I don't you're think it's ever episode 156, 156 of KT confidential, the real estate podcast. I will say this. If you do sell your home in the winter months and you know, we're, first week of November now. So, I mean, I hope we don't see snow until Christmas time. I'm looking forward but, to it. Yeah. I'm neither here nor there. I don't particularly like shoveling and plowing and all that stuff. But um, if you do sell while there's snow on the ground, make sure the sidewalk, your driveway, any walkways, your back deck, your patio area, make sure it's all shoveled off nice and clear, you know, put some of the, um, I don't like using salt cause that eats everything and it's not good for the environment or pets, but you know, put some ice Sand. melting stuff. Oh, a big thing too is have a, have a nice big mat in your front foyer. I remember, especially after open houses back in the day in the winter at the end of the open house, it was just, you know, the floors were such a mess. You'd spend half an hour cleaning it all up before you'd leave the, leave the house. Well, that's a big part of it too, is making sure in between showings and certainly on a daily basis that you're cleaning, cleaning up, right? Like you're cleaning your floors yeah. and you're making sure that there's no, uh, sand remnants remnants of sand um yeah. and salt you know that's that's not a great first impression but what is nice is if you walk up to a well-lit home that has its window coverings open and the lights on inside and the driveway is shoveled you know that wet look that you get on the driveway and the the walkways after it's been shoveled that looks really nice if everything yeah. else is snow and you've got that clear driveway, uh, that looks great. So if you walk up uh, to the home and it's well lit, you walk inside and it's nice and warm. There's some light music, like a little jazz playing. Well, it's a great time of year. You can of... showcase your fireplace. Beautiful time. Beautiful right. time. A lot of fireplaces. And it doesn't matter if it's gas, electric, on. or wood. Uh, although... And our insurance company might have something to say about it being running while you're not there, but um, great time to showcase it. Smells good, looks good, feels good. What was that Smells commercial good if back, it's in wood, yeah. to, back in the eighties? Smells good, looks good, feels good. Vishivashi, vishivashi. I have no idea what you're talking what, about. <laughs> was some kind of a detergent or something? Oh. Why? Well, before we started the podcast, you were reading a, a blog that had tips 
to selling during holidays. I think it was a bit of a filler content because I don't think half of it was specifically related to selling at that time of year as much as it was just generic information. But one thing they said was that you should showcase pictures of how your home shows in the other seasons, so spring, fall, summer, whatever. Um, If you've invested money into things that are worth showing, then definitely. I mean, if 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 you own a basic builder home and you've owned it for 10 years and you haven't spent a cent on landscaping, I don't think those photos are too important. No, and certainly not the ones you took with your phone in the summer when you're out in the backyard with your buddy. Right. Which we see. And how many, I guarantee everybody listening. Okay. And I'll challenge, challenge this. If anybody wants to uh, hold me accountable to these comments between December and March, you will see listings on the MLS where the seller has provided photos to the agent to use in the MLS listing that were taken with a cell phone taken poorly and uh, and look like crap, but you know they might have a nice garden or a pool or a hot tub or whatever, and and say to the realtor, okay, here's here's a couple of photos. I want you to use them in the MLS listing, right? And it just looks brutal. Yeah, no, I've I've denied that. Uh, I refused to do that before after educating my clients. Um, oh, we've got a they... we've got a couple of properties coming up in uh, January, February, March with nice backyards, some of them with pools. And yeah. um, we sent uh, Ian and the and our media team out to take some drones, some videos, some photos um, during the summer. So we had that footage uh, that can be used. Now, I don't think we will use it in the actual MLS marketing. Maybe, Maybe. some of the online stuff, because it was done professionally. But we will certainly have the ability for potential buyers to view it and probably within um, some kind of capacity inside the house. So while they're there, they can flip through or scroll through on an iPad or download uh, from one of our KT porters and um, and they'll have yeah. uh, some footage there. And we get to use that footage now in kind of teaser ads, coming soon ads and, and uh, generating interest that way. Well, and you think of how many listings uh, that are homes for sale in the winter that have a patio. And not only are there no photos to show the patio, the patio is covered in snow. So who's to say one house's patio is better than another? I mean, there's many houses where the patio, maybe they spent $20,000 getting a nice paver stone patio with, you know, nice, you know, nice, uh, I don't know, decorative inlay or something. if it's covered in snow and there's no photos of it, either of those, a buyer may perceive the same little value as the house next door that's for sale that has the same description of a patio in the backyard, but they're just the standard 18 inch or 20, whatever size those square builder basic patio stones are. So you have to showcase stuff that you've invested money into so people see the value of it. Well, and something like a patio is a great example because I know from my own experience, patios with a good paver stone, like, um, you know, you get, you get a professional in there or um, whatever. You got some of those Permacon uh, pavers. 
you dig deep enough and put the screening and tamp it down and do all that stuff properly. Yeah. A 10 by 15 patio, which is kind of an average size now, you know, you're talking, I don't know, five to 10 grand. So it's a sizable investment, but if it's not marketed properly or if somebody can't see it, um, you're not getting value there, right? Yeah. Oh, we've many of times I was in backyards. Um, well, I remember specifically we had that house on Dewar or Dewar. They had the nice big backyard. We hosted a big event there. I think this was uh, obviously before COVID. But I was back there a couple of nights just chipping away at ice and clearing snow. And the owners had moved out, so they weren't living there at the time. But I wanted to make sure it showcased nicely because they had spent money not only getting a patio there, period, but they had uh, the house was, I think, around 15 years old or 12 years old, something like that. So by that time, the stones had shifted. So they hired a company to come that summer, lift up every stone, flatten it all out, level it and relay all the stones. So I wanted to make sure that that didn't go to waste and that people could see how nice the patio was. Yeah. Well, that home was actually a good example of everything we're talking about. So that was 85 Duar Court in Milton. I believe it was the address 85. I think so. Sounds a bit right. 80 something. Um, one of the biggest lots, lot size in Milton. And I believe we sold it in February or March. And there was quite a bit of snow on the ground. Mm -hmm. and I think it was February. We were, we actually sat at, in our boardroom and at the table as a round table kind of discussion as to what would be the best way to market this. And we had um, Julie Rock, a local photographer, come and take family photos, family session photos in the backyard. So dead of the winter, cold as fuck. We had a photographer out there. We were serving hot chocolate. We were serving... Uh, hot chocolate toppings with it. And we had some other stuff there and a couple of giveaways. And uh, we had a huge turnout. Well, we had hired the photographer. We hired a local influencer. We had posted and made a nice video. We had done a lot of preliminary advertisements, put a lot of work into it. So the, the nice thing I think was a great idea was um, having people walk all around the backyard. And I think it was over a quarter of an acre, which in urban Milton was huge. Yeah. Um, so usually in the winter, when there's a listing like that, the extent of viewing the backyard is just peering through the blinds, maybe opening well, the door it. and turning the light on. Like so nobody's going to walk back there. Average realtor on a home like this, it's vacant. Right. And there was a shit ton of snow and a huge backyard. Yeah. Not many people are going to bust out their shovels and clear it all out. Like they'll be like, okay, well, it's, it's huge. Look out the sliding yeah. door and there's your backyard. It's massive. What else do you want? Well, you know, there's, there's more to it than meets the eye. So um, yeah, we had a great turnout and people actually spent time. They just didn't go out back. Uh, we forced them to spend time in the back. Here's a hot chocolate. You're going to get your family photo taken. It was cold as hell. Um, but uh, it was a great turnout and a great day. And, you know, the moral of that is a lot of people showed up. We had multiple offers. Like that went into a pretty deep bidding war. 
and uh, dead of the winter, right? Like when nobody plans on selling and buying um, well before the quote unquote spring selling season or spring buying market. Um, so you got to set yourself up and you got to plan accordingly. But there is going to be this year, my prediction for 20 fall winter 2021 into 2022, still high demand, prices still going up, lack of inventory, not enough homes to supply the demand in, in the GTA and beyond. Like if you look at yeah. Hamilton area, Guelph, Grimsby, Waterloo, Kitchener, Cambridge, Woodstock, Niagara, Niagara on the Falls. You go out the other way. You can go Barrie, Ajax, Pickering, whatever. Low supply everywhere. Yeah, well, and until that changes, the market will continue to, to go up. What you said just before we started this, across Canada, right now it's up 21% on average, right? Year over year to date, like including um, October. So if you compare year over year, 21.4%, I believe was the statistic that came out average. So single yeah. detached homes were higher than that. Single family detached were higher than that. So you're taking just an average across Canada at 21.4%. Now, just to touch on that, because everybody keeps asking me, are the prices still going to go up? It can't go up this much again, or it can't st- sustain this. I don't know about that. The rest of the world now is looking at Canada and going, holy smokes, real estate's really doing well there. Um, good place to invest. Yeah. Well, something's happening next year that haven't happened, or one thing that hasn't happened for a long time that appears to be like a likely probability is the rates are going to go up next year. So mortgage rates. Uh, mortgage rates are supposed to go up next year. I mean, they're yep. still going to be historically low, but well, historically for some people, but for others, you know, they'll be maybe considered high. Um, so that will impact some things, you know, maybe give a little bit of a blip in time where we get a surge of buyers and then it just dies down, but then it will come back because the fact of the matter is unless the inventory levels change, which was a big um, component to uh, the elections this year. And there were a lot of people proposing uh, many things to improve the inventory uh, conditions. So if they follow through with those, that could impact it, but I don't foresee that being in 2022. Well, and immigration is going to start picking up again. Yeah. So even that's a thing. Um, There's been virtually no immigration for the last year and a half. And, and like, look the at market's con- gone crazy. Just going back to what you were talking about, look at condos in the Toronto market and like downtown Toronto area. Yeah. Condos in the beginning of COVID and for quite some time took an absolute shit kicking, right? Like the prices of condos, the uh, demand for condos went down substantially. And the inventory for condos on the market went up substantially because people were trying to uh, divest, divest of them um, because they were hard to rent because all the oh, office yeah, the buildings went down like and crazy. Yeah. All the office buildings and demand for being, well, imagine living through the first even six months plus of COVID and having to go into an elevator with other people. 
And right. if you didn't have to live downtown, you got the fuck out of there, right? So yeah. the prices of condos took a real shit kicking. And, uh, but now, you know, a year and a half later and boom, condo markets on fire again, multiple offers, prices skyrocketing. I lost you there for a second. I don't know. That's you, not me. I think it's anyway. me. I've got the 1.5 what I gigabyte just per second connection. I don't think it's you, not me. <laughs> they need to get that uh, internet speed up on Main Street in Milton. Um, so yeah, this turned into a, why the holidays and the winter is a good time to sell. Uh, it turned into uh, our forecast on the market, which we discussed as another topic too. Um, well, I think it's all, you know, yeah, relative it is to relative. each other. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I would say, so, you know, if you're considering to sell in the right now, I would not shy away from it at all. I would encourage it. Yeah, I think it's a great time. A lot of people make the mistake. Here's what happens: real life scenario. It happens to me every single year for the last 10 years that I've been in the business. By the way, I celebrated my anniversary in, in with Century 21, which means um, anniversary of being a licensed realtor. So that means you also celebrated a couple of weeks prior. So we just celebrated our 10th year as being licensed realtors. That is correct. Time, time flies. It certainly does. And we are looking like we're going to be in the top 10 teams for Century 21 Canada this year. And potentially, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say no, it. I'm not we'll going to see. jinx it. Big news, we'll potentially. See. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but every single year, I always have one buyer that during those, you know, those three weeks I was talking about, kind of mid-December to the early January timeframe, I always have one buyer that's sitting at home, sucking on some eggnog and rum and sends me a message at 10 o'clock at night. They were surfing realtor.ca on the app and they send me the listing and they say, hey, we really like this. Can we go and see it? It always happens every year and we go and see it. And what happens? Oh my God, we love it. Right. And they buy it. Great. I go to the home, to their home, because they didn't start a process on They've anything. They've got a month's worth of work to do. And it's like, oh my God, you need, you need to take the next three weeks off work just to get your home ready because you didn't get me in here early enough to tell you what you need to do. You didn't start doing anything in preparation for this. And sometimes it just happens, right? Like sometimes you're not looking and whatever, but you know, if you think there's a chance that you're going to move... Um, get us in there early, especially if you're going to be looking during the cold winter months. And during those months, it's a lot harder to get um, certain work done. So yeah, or harder to well, contract people out. Yeah, and and definitely during the quote unquote holiday season, like through December and early January. So so keep that in mind. Anyways, that's episode one fifty six for you of KT Confidential. Um, let us know if you have a topic that you want us to consider for episode 157 or beyond. Uh, thank you for listening. Go ahead and like and subscribe. We love you. 
See you next week.